Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-re may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. Another missed tip at the rim, and the Dukies survive. Alongside handicapper Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Another edition of the Sharp Edge. Get you ready for the Elite Eight action in the NCAA tournament. And Brandon, there's not much more you can say about this Duke team that then maybe they're the team of destiny because they survived two games in a row. Last time I heard the word destiny, I was in the champagne room at Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> She came in and joined her girlfriend, Cinnamon. And between the two of them, we invited Mercedes and Diamond to complete my champagne room 14 parlay. So that's your scouting report on Destiny to the Main Stage. Two song call to Destiny to the Main Stage. I need I need Mercedes to Stage 2. Mercedes to Stage 2. Listen, you ever hear the saying, living on borrowed time? Yes. That's the Duke Blue Devils. Um, it's an absolute travesty. Zion once again gets away with, he just didn't hook the guy. He completely hooked him on the head right mm. in front of the official. No call. It, it's 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 mind-blowing to me. You know, they, they shouldn't even be here. Um, but they are, and that's great because I'm going to enjoy the double whammy of watching Matty McQuaid and the Spartan team that just absolutely dissected an athletic LSU team. And it just goes to show you how much talent Izzo has on the bench that the two leading scorers last night were two freshmen you've never heard about. Sparty, the blowout over LSU. Isn't it amazing that no one is really talking about Sparty? I mean, you and I have been high on them before the tournament even started. We claim that they should be a one seed, but no one's talking about them. And you can make the argument that they have looked the best out of any team still alive in this tournament right now because Virginia has struggled, Duke has struggled, everybody has had their struggles except for Michigan State. Yeah, it's unfortunate that after they beat Duke on Sunday that they're going to have to go through Gonzaga, um, and that's going to be that's going to be a tough because the one thing Michigan State struggles with is athletic bigs who can play with their back to the basket. That'll put a premium. I don't think Ward's going to get many minutes. It's going to come down to Goins and Tillman. Um, and then Perkins and Cassius Winston going out at the point guard spot. Matt McQuaid, Garden, Norvell. Um, it's just a great matchup in, in the Final Four, providing things unfold today the way I kind of see them unfolding. I agree with you. I think Gonzaga defeats Texas Tech. Let's start with that game. The Zags are a four-point favorite. They have just breezed through their competition. They have covered. They've done such a good job. They're getting public money, which is rightfully so because they are one of the best teams in this tournament. I think Gonzaga is going to beat this Texas Tech team, who I've actually been riding throughout this tournament. I've been betting on Texas Tech, but I think Gonzaga is going to do them in here. And I'll tell you what. I'm leaning towards the over in this game. I could see it being a high-scoring affair between these two. You know, it's funny. They're, in this business, I talk about 
line value. And every once in a while in a game of this magnitude, the odds maker in Vegas knows he can get away with a number based on how they feel the public perception of a team is and allow me to educate our podcast listeners as to what I'm talking about. So all year long, the public and the people that analyze the games on ESPN have hyped Michigan all year long and they placed Michigan on such a high pedestal as an elite team because they had a great record. They had a great season um, because of their coach. But if you really watch Michigan play all year, they struggled at times offensively. And I always thought they weren't as good as everyone made them out to be. So Texas Tech doesn't just beat Michigan. They abuse them. So based on how high esteem that the public and everybody held Michigan to, and it's very easy to go on what you just saw, you see Texas Tech absolutely destroying this Michigan team, and now they go to face Gonzaga, and a line that should be seven, seven and a half, eight, which is what they were laying against Florida State, you are getting incredible value at Gonzaga Minus four. Now, let me just make sure everyone's clear here. Texas Tech loses to West Virginia in their conference tournament. The same West Virginia team that turned around and last Wednesday, as a 10-point favorite, lost to Coastal Carolina 109-91. That's the team that beat Texas Tech. But Texas Tech found a favorable favorable slot in this tournament, Northern Kentucky. Another team that was placed in high regard by everybody all year long, Buffalo. And then the blasting of Michigan. And everybody thinks, wow, Texas Tech is the bomb. So here's my question to you, my fine podcast friend. If you were to take Florida State, and stand them next to Texas Tech. And from an athleticism standpoint, a physicality standpoint, a conference standpoint, all those things, you're starting five, two-year bench, everything. Who has the better team? Florida State does. So why would you be only laying four instead of the seven and a half, eight, which you were forced to lay with Florida State? And that's my point. Sometimes... Value presents itself in many different ways. We are getting three and a half points of value here on Gonzaga simply because of the emphatic style in which Texas Tech beat Michigan. I would 100% agree with that. I think Gonzaga is going to roll over this team. They are. Texas Tech defense, sure. Yeah, we mentioned how great they looked against Michigan. They haven't seen an offense like Gonzaga. Nope. We're going with the Bulldogs in this game, laying the points easy. The other game here on Saturday, Virginia and Purdue. Brandon, Virginia, four-and-a-half-point favorites. And I, I think Virginia wins outright. I could be wrong. I do think they win outright. I think getting to the Final Four for them is kind of, you know, as, as we mentioned, Destiny and how beautiful she looked. Uh, it's kind of their time based off what happened last year, losing in the first round as a number one seed. 
I just think that this game is going to be a little closer than the spread. Are you comfortable laying the points, or is Purdue the value here at four and a half? I'm going to put the kiss of death. Uh-oh. 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 Purdue. Uh-oh. No, he didn't. Went against them with Villanova. Yes, she did. Went against them when I talked about him on radio and said I like Tennessee. Bogus foul call when Edwards kicked out his leg when mm-hmm. Tennessee was up two. Mm-hmm. Curtis Painter, I'm putting the whammy on you, you chubby man. I'm taking <laughs> Purdue plus the points <laughs> and send our boy, Mr. Painter, to the Pizza Hut for that new little pizza they have where they got the cheese and the crust. He's parked out like he's going to the electric chair the next day. I'm going to put the kiss to death on him. I'm going to take Purdue plus the points. Is there any more disrespect than than calling somebody, like, the wrong name? Like, Curtis Painter was the quarterback. Matt Painter is the coach. But I kind of think you did that intentionally Absolutely. because of how much Absolutely. disrespect listen, you're laying listen, on this guy. Listen, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not giving Curtis Painter. It's like when I was calling – you know, Wofford Wolford. Yeah. I like yeah. Wolford better. <laughs> Curtis Painter has cost me so much money this year that he doesn't get his first name. Okay. <laughs> Curtis Painter is my guy. Oh, and that's funny. <laughs> it's the same thing I said about Tennessee. Rick Barnes isn't the coach of Tennessee. It's John Grisham wearing a Rick Barnes mask. (laughs) Pull up John Grisham and Rick Barnes pictures. Put them side by side. It will blow you away. And considering how Rick Barnes coached the last two minutes of that game, not going to Schofield every single possession. Mm. That's 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 a good one. I just just Googled that. That's good. I like that. Wearing a Rick Barnes mask. So, um I'm going to go with Virginia, uh, Purdue plus the four and a half. Look for Curtis Painter to get it done. My man, Curtis. Um, I'll do respect. Matt Painter plus the points. Kiss of death. I'm going to take Purdue plus the points. All right. We're going with Purdue plus the points. So Gonzaga, we're laying the points. Purdue, we're taking the points. Let's move on to Sunday's action where the games are going to be a little more interesting. We'll start with the Auburn-Kentucky matchup, which I might be forced to take in my survivor pool because I don't have Kentucky left. I had him last night, and we got lucky. And we got lucky with the cover last night. Kentucky minus the two, two and a half. This Auburn team, though, was so impressive against North Carolina. But North Carolina might have, you know, the, the, the illness might have come into play. They certainly did not have the effort that we've come to expect from a North Carolina team. But let me throw this out to you here, Brandon. Auburn was 5 of 19 from three-point range in the first half. 12 of 18 in the second half. I'll repeat that. They scored 36 points off of three-pointers in the second half of that game. That's how you blow out a North Carolina team. You make 12 of 18 from three-point range. Can they sustain that against Kentucky? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. But now they're facing a whole different beast. Bruce Pearl said after Kentucky absolutely destroyed them 80-53 in Lexington on February 23rd, which is the last loss that Auburn has had. We know how good they are. But Pearl said they physically overwhelmed us. We went into that game playing pretty well, and we got manhandled. We didn't play great. 
but we got to hand it to us because they played so well. And what's frustrating is these coaches get such great credit for being great coaches. They need to get a big man into their coaching camp to teach these big men how to defend. Taco Fall on Zion Williamson when they were up three inside 55 seconds, just stick your hands straight up. Don't lean your hands forward into the man and try to block the shot. That was the taco fall call. Houston's up three, less than 55 seconds to go. P.J. Washington turns, and the big man for Texas Tech, what does he do? He puts his hands down forward, and then as Washington goes into him, that's how you get the fall foul, and you have a three-point lead. You're taught in basketball camp just to keep your hands straight up. And these kids in, in, in the Duke-UCF game and in Kentucky-Houston last night, the bigs, again, just you have a three-point lead. Whatever you do, don't give up the three-point play. And then Corey Davis comes down. Even P.J. Washington misses the free throw. Corey Davis comes down, drives the lane. P.J. Washington comes over. He's got an alley-oop dunk on the other side. Instead, he forces up. Shot gets blocked. They go down. Homie hits a three. Game over. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's unbelievable, both Kentucky and, and Kentucky and Duke. So based on the overwhelming win, the fact that as good as Auburn has matched up with everybody in this tournament – they do not match up with Kentucky. It is simple as that. And especially and can, without Okiki, right? If he's yeah, he's not going to play, he's hurt. That's just a huge. He was the best player on the floor. Yeah, in that I game can't against Carolina. believe that. Yep, yeah, I can't believe this line's not five and a half, six. Yeah. Maybe it'll move. Maybe maybe there'll be some line movement on it. Might want to jump on Kentucky now before the line movement of uh, a Sunday's action. Finally, Brandon, Michigan State and Duke. This is the matchup we've been waiting for, right? And this is the matchup you and I both had in our brackets. This is the matchup we've been talking about since the bracket came out. We love this Michigan State team. Duke, as we mentioned, still alive after near miss after near miss. I will say this, and I think you'll agree with me on this, that if Duke allows this Michigan State team to be in a position like Central Florida and like Virginia Tech was last night, Michigan State's not going to foil the opportunity. The matchup favors Michigan State. Probably the best defender that Barrett's going to see this year is Matt McQuaid. Um, that's a great matchup I'm looking forward to. Um, Trey Jones is going to have his hands full with Cassius Winston. And Goins and Tillman rotating on Zion is going to be a great matchup. I, I called it before. Of every team in college basketball, Duke is finally facing a team that, one, will not be intimidated by them and be a team that's going to punch them right square in the jaw and not blink. I'm going to enjoy this one. I'm going to enjoy watching Michigan State beat Duke and sending them home. Would you take Michigan State money line for the value Absolutely. or just take, just take the two points? Absolutely. 100%. There you go. Boom. I like it as well. How you been doing on baseball the first couple of days? Haven't watched it. Don't even know what's going on. <laughs> so I'll 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 dig into it on Monday. Monday's the day where I, I go back. I I have a ton of games TiVo'd, but it's just it's basketball. I might watch some baseball today before the games go. 
yeah. but I got to get my uh, got to get my Bikram hot yoga in 90 minutes. If you've never done it, um, it's life changing. 90 minutes, 115 degrees, and uh, I've lost 23 pounds, and you feel um, 20 years younger, flexible, stretching. It's unbelievable. And you know, Destiny, Diamond, Mercedes—they're all there with me. <laughs> Well, if you're looking for value today, uh, Bauer on the hill for Cleveland, and the line is only minus 110, so go with the Indians over the Twins. For Brandon Lang, be sure to check out brandonlang.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's get rolling with the Elite Eight action, and we'll be back with you before the Final Four. This is the Sharp Edge Sports Betting Podcast, which can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.